Hello and welcome to Tap to Craft, an educational podcast hosted by two craft beer enthusiasts where we talk about craft beer in terms the everyday beer drinker could understand. My name is Denny Luce and I'm joined by my co-host and drinking buddy, John Ream. How are you doing tonight, John? I uh, just spent a couple of days at uh, PAX, you know, big video game conference for the fans, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm amped up. I'm ready to go. All right. It was, uh, a lot of fun. Okay, so. and you, and you weren't there long enough to get the Pax crud or the whatever that uh, crazy sickness is. Yeah, yeah, the the plague. The plague. Uh, uh, you yet. know that remains to be seen. It, it could be just dormant in me right now, and I tomorrow could wake up uh, completely incapacitated. We'll see. Okay, we, we can help that along a little bit. <laughs> okay, and you know what? That voice just reminded me that we're not alone, John. <laughs> We have a special guest now. You want to introduce our special guest? That's right. We actually have an in-studio guest uh, this week, a, a first for Tap the Craft, um, <laughs> and that's uh, my good buddy, Wes. So, hello, Wes. Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we know we hear about you all the time by John mentioning things that you and, and he do uh, in Seattle, drinking beers, most likely, or whiskey. So it's great to have you on, and I just want to uh, personally thank you for uh, all the uh, the feedback you provided us in email and through John uh, to help make the show better. Your constructive criticism uh, really helped early on, and I and I think that the show is now shaped uh, pretty well, and it's due to uh, some of your feedback. So I just wanted to thank you that right off the bat. Oh, well, I'm I'm glad I could help. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, well, hey. Uh, for everyone else, this is episode 29, and we're recording this show on Sunday, August 30th. And on this episode, we're going to be focusing mostly on learning about West and his craft beer journey. We're also going to uh, do our Tasty Notes segment with the Full Sail uh, Session Premium Lager. And guess what? We have uh, the winners of the iTunes contest that we will announce later in the show. But before we uh, we get too far in, uh, a craft beer show wouldn't be much of a show if we weren't drinking some craft beer. So, Wes, Mr. Giggles, could you uh, let us know <laughs> what you're drinking tonight? Uh, I swung by uh, Airways uh, uh, on our way, my way over here to the studio and uh, <laughs> picked up a uh, growler of their amber. Okay. So that's what uh, we're both currently drinking. Okay, so yeah, you yeah, we're both enjoying the amber. Okay, okay, is it? Uh, it's a decent amber. Yeah, it's actually uh, it's a little more hop forward than you would expect from an amber. So it's it's kind of more of a tweener between an amber and a pale. Uh, so oh, okay. it, it makes it more enjoyable for uh, me at least. I don't know. How I would agree. I, I like it. It's it's a little different. Okay, is it? Uh, so it's it's more towards the pale, or is it kind of towards maybe a? Is it? Maybe more on the red side, like a hoppier red, or is it just a hoppy amber or a pale? I would just say hoppy amber. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, hey, I'm also drinking something because I can't talk as much as I talk on the show without having something kind of wet my whistle and keep me from from choking on my dry mouth. So I am drinking a, you know, you're drinking a local beer from the Seattle area and I'm drinking a local beer right here in the Boise area. It's from one of my favorite breweries in Boise. It's Payette Brewing and I'm drinking their Fly Line Vienna Lager. 
And this is a seasonal release that is a very, very good multi uh, lager, amber lager. And I love this beer. I picked up a six pack. I actually drank uh, uh, four of these last night when I was at the Shakespeare Festival, uh, which was which was fun. And uh, I saved one for tonight to drink. And I guess what, John? I saved one to bring to you when I come visit in a month or so. Oh, exciting. I like Vienna, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, so so you can have something to look forward to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get you a couple other uh, beers, too. In fact, uh, one of the beers I'll be talking about uh, you know, when we talk about our new and noteworthy beers is one I, I really enjoyed, and I wanted to get... Uh, it's it's a very limited release, and they have these new things called crowlers. Have you heard of a crowler? Yeah, the guys? can growlers. Yeah, the can growler. Thirty. Oh, yeah, yeah thirty-two ounce can that they fill right there at the brewery. They seal it with a pop top lid, and I thought, wow, that's great. I'll get I'll get a crowler of it. But then the the guy said, yeah, you know what? It it's only really going to last about two weeks before. Uh, you, you, you want to drink it. And I don't know how true that is because I haven't had any experience with Crowlers to, to know how long that they'll last uh, versus uh, a regular can. I would think that it would last the same, but maybe because it's just coming straight from the tap, uh, it's not as, you know, as longevity. Yeah, if you're not finishing it off with CO2 or anything, it would be. Yeah, it would, might be a little flat. the same as a, as a Growler. Okay, okay. So uh, I didn't get one now, uh, but if by any chance in a couple of weeks... They they still have it you know available. I'll try to get a crowler of that for you, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, I want to get to know Wes a little bit before we get into our our spotlight. I want to ask him a couple personal questions just so the listeners out there can yeah can can understand uh, you know who Wes is and 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 how he uh, it, you know came about being part of the show tonight. So uh, I'm going to start off the questions with. Wes, what area of the U.S. do you live in? Uh, and we already kind of we already kind of said that because Depends you're with if you John. Ask me now or next week. Okay, and and that's what I wanted to kind of cover too. I wanted to op- open it up to like right now you're in Seattle, but in a couple weeks you're not going to be in Seattle. Where are you going to be? Uh, Tuesday, uh, we move back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is that where you're originally uh, uh, from? No, uh, originally from Cleveland. Um, Moved to Philadelphia after college. Okay. John John and I split and went separate directions. It was very sad. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's well, all I could do to, to survive. <laughs> so so is this the first time that you've been on the West Coast? Like living? Um, first time living, yeah. I've been out here to visit and harass John. Okay. First time living out here for uh, – I've been out here since about number. Okay, so uh, have you enjoyed it? You know, for a long time. I know Seattle's kind of a uh, a hard place to to really gauge if you're going to enjoy West Coast uh, living because it does get you know a lot of overcast, a lot of uh, rain during the winter and stuff. So, um, but I mean, I, you know, I work kind of sit in front of a computer for ten hours a day, so it's not really a big deal. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's we. Chris and I have really loved it out here. Um, it, aside from the traffic, is absolutely miserable. Okay. Um, people people need to learn how to drive out here. Oh, that's, oh, it's a whole other story. Okay. Well, you you know what? Then don't visit Utah and Salt Lake area because they don't know how to drive in Utah at all. Uh, so just okay. give that. Just give you a warning <laughs> <that> there. Because <laughs> the people in in the Seattle area drive way better 
uh, than than Utah for sure. But I, I know what you mean. I, every time we visit John, uh, my wife and I both just shake our heads at the crazy you know, driving that's going on over there. I don't know what people are thinking. Uh, you know, racing their Ferraris. Uh, and <laughs> no, they're driving their Ferrari at thirty miles an hour. <laughs> That's what my problem is. I'm an uh, East Coaster. I, things things need to speed up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So you're a fast driver. You know what? I That's what I remember on the East Coast, too. Uh, when we drove, when I was in the military, I was stationed down in Florida for a while, and I ended up having to go all the way up to Connecticut. And so we drove. And I'll tell you what, the, the a scary part of my driving was driving through uh, Atlanta, Georgia area, outside oh, of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, back then, I think the speed limit was like 60 miles, maybe 60 miles an hour. And people were going like 85. And uh, I mean, I was just like white knuckled because I thought I was going to get killed with these people coming on, on the freeway at, you know, 30 miles over the speed limit. And I'm just like, holy smokes, this is insane. But uh, so, yeah, I understand that East Coasters do like to drive a little bit fast. Yeah. So, uh uh, how, how about you share with everybody how you learned about the podcast? <laughs> Feel free to keep as much praise on me as possible. <laughs> well, let me see here. <laughs> about a year ago, my good buddy John decided to get involved in uh, in a beer podcast. <laughs> there, <clears throat> for a while, we had running bets, uh, and it's been a while. He uh, he listens to a lot of podcasts and. Uh, there's a lot of uh, regular updates to me for how mu- for what his backlog mm. uh, podcast podcast hours is, uh, and so he happened to ha- add another podcast with the, with Tap the Craft, and I don't know, it just kind of spiraled from there. Okay, so all right, so I mean, somehow yeah. I started listening. So I well no I I I really started listening just to make fun of John. Uh, <laughs> and provide some constructive criticism along the way. Okay. Okay. Well, is there, uh, I mean, while we're on the subject of podcasts, are there other beer related podcasts that you enjoy listening to that you might want to share with our listeners that, that also enjoy, you know, the, they listen to our um, podcast, so they like craft beer. So do you have any others? I don't listen to a whole lot of uh, beer related podcasts, um, but I do, I will listen to from occasion YouTube videos from uh, Beer Geek. Okay, uh, he's a is a guy out of Harrisburg that does uh, a bunch of YouTube videos, uh, beer reviews. So okay, is he pretty good? Yeah, and, and the diversity of stuff that he that he drinks is is pretty cool too. Okay, does he put a spin on it? Like, uh, is he funny or is he you know make jokes? Um, at times, it's it's a little dry at times. Okay, um, but it's still some of the stuff and that he gets to try and his palate. Um, over time has become pretty refined. So it's nice as along with the, uh, the tasting sessions you do, you mm-hmm. guys do to, uh, experience what I, what I should be tasting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so wait, what do you mean? Uh, uh is your palate refined like John's or is it more no. like mine? Where it's, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm closer to you. Okay. Okay. Good. Cause then, then we're, we could be good friends then because, uh, yeah, John's palate is way more able to pick out things that I have, you know, trouble uh, getting a grip on what those flavors are. I, I mean, it makes as I'm drinking, I'm like, oh, this kind of is similar to something, but I can never put the words to what uh, you know I'm actually tasting. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of palates, Denny, I have a question for you now. Uh huh. Are you going on the fly tonight 
for the session tasting, something you've had many times, or did you prepare in advance? Um, I have been drinking a lot of this lager, so I am going off the cuff. With uh, I had about, I don't know, five of them today, so I should be pretty good at, uh, at, at coming up with some stuff. So, no, I'm going to go off the fly. That's why I left it uh, kind of blank in there. I just kind of filled in some of the informational stuff so I didn't have to, like, you know, guess at it. But, yeah, we're going to go. I'm, I'm doing like you and Wes, and I'm just going off the cuff. Yeah, because yeah, Wes, I asked him earlier if he was going to join me in, in that or if he wanted to prepare. Um, but, yeah, those are not the exact words he used. <laughs> I have to clean it up a little bit, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we're we're both gonna be just off the cuff here as well. So okay, excellent, excellent. Uh, Wes, um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you're from Ohio, and I know that John's from Ohio. Did, by any chance, uh, did you guys meet in college, or did you meet at some? How did you guys meet? Yes, we we met in college. Uh, freshman year, we both had this strange idea to try to uh join the crew team and and row oh really <clears throat> not not sure what either one of us were thinking <laughs> but there were there were some good ter- good times and some traveling and then uh i happened to get him his first internship uh in philadelphia and that we moved out there and lived together when we were interning in philly together okay. and it uh it all went downhill from there. Okay, so that's how you guys. I mean, you guys met on the crew team, and in which, which I don't mean to to chuckle, but I'm kind of chuckling inside, John, because you don't have the physique uh, <laughs> for crew. So I was really shocked to hear that you're a you were a crew kind of guy back in the in college. Were you bigger? Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, but I put on a lot of weight that freshman year because I was actually in the gym for the first time in my life. So, oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I was even scrawnier uh, when I was on the crew team. Oh, wow. But, wow. but the hair that he had in college was, was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need a picture of that. <laughs> I, I had some longer hair uh, in those days. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, then, so you guys met on the crew team, but you guys really solidified your friendship when you guys lived together uh, doing the internship. And that's where you guys, like, you know, knew each other's secrets and, you know, talked about girlfriend stuff, all, you know, all that stuff that college interns do, I guess. I don't, I was never a yeah, college intern. Fights, you know, in our pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I've seen Greece. I know how. Some whipped how cream parties. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Cool. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's, let's stop the interview for now. We'll get back to some more uh, details on you, Wes, a little bit later with some more questions that are, aren't so personal, but go more into your craft beer journey. But uh, let's get back in the beer and let's uh, talk about our new and noteworthy beers that, uh, that all of us, you know, John and I and you too, Wes, have experienced uh, in the last couple of weeks. And you know what, Wes? I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to let oh, you man. just mention just one or two. If you, if you have one beer that you want to mention that, that really stood out above the rest that might be available uh, to other listeners out there that would enjoy, just go ahead and, and name it and ex- explain from, it. From this past couple weeks? Yeah, or even a month or two. It doesn't have to be the last couple weeks. It's just one that you've had that, that really stood out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's staring at me blankly. <laughs> Like he's never had beer before. No, I'm sorry. What, what is this? What is it made from? <laughs> the, I don't know. I, I bounce around a lot. They're 
I was in Philly a couple weeks ago and for a, for a return trip back and my favorite brewery out there uh, is a place called Tired Hands. Um, oh. Not that it really has, you can only get it locally though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, but they have some really good stuff. And then, uh, I don't know. I had, I was cleaning out the fridge yesterday and I had a Elysian split shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that was pretty tasty. Okay. Uh, I'd have to actually go look at what I've had and tap the craft. Okay. All right. And, and tapped. Oh. Untapped. I appreciate Sorry. you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we should get working on that. Yeah, that'd be great. You know what, Wes? That'd be great if you were. Are, are you an app developer? Could you do that oh. for us? Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Not no in problem. any way whatsoever. All right. Okay, Wes, we'll let you off the hook. With both the app and the noteworthy beers, we'll move on to John because you know what? I know John's prepared because he, this guy knows how to drink some beer. So, John, what what noteworthy beers have you had last couple weeks? Oh, I saw on the list that you had a beer listed. I said, hey, I have that beer in my fridge. I should drink that before the show tonight. Excellent. Uh, so I cracked open the Stone Brewing uh, 19th Anniversary Thunderstruck IPA. Yes, yes. I had, uh, it, I had it on my list too, but I removed it so you could talk about it. So what what'd you think? Yeah, so I, I really enjoy this beer. Um, I haven't had a lot of stuff with the Down Under hops. Mm-hmm. We don't really with or anything like ever put up them to know what maybe I'd be brewing with or, or anything like that. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the beer. I, I like the nose of the beer. I think uh, a little more than the flavor. Um, the flavor grew on me more as I got deeper into the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of pine and resin and a little bit of dankness uh, yeah. in there as well. Um, but, uh, I, I could sit and just smell that beer all day. Yeah. Uh, the, the aroma was was just wonderful. Um, so, I, what did you think of it? I, I agree with you. I thought the the best part of the beer for me was the was the nose was the aroma because it was so strong. It just, I mean, it was just it was awesome. And then when I started drinking it, just like you, I got a huge amount of pine that just like like blew me back, and that resiny uh, hop, uh, you know, oils and stuff in there really came out. And and literally, when they called it a thunderstruck, I literally felt like I was thunderstruck with hops. There was so much hop in there. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. But I think that I, with the nose that I I had in there, I was expecting maybe uh, I, I don't know, maybe just not so much of that pine, you know, piney big uh, bitterness. I was thinking it might be, I don't know, a little bit more mellower, but. Uh, it was it was enjoyable. I did enjoy it. Uh, I I pretty much enjoy every one of the anniversary ales that or IPAs that that Stone does. There's been a couple that I I didn't like over the years, but uh, this was one that I did enjoy. I think I gave it a pretty decent score. I think I gave it four four out of five caps on Untapped. So that's a pretty pretty decent score. Maybe three and a half. I can't remember now. Yeah, I I went with the four. Um... And I, I think that might have even been higher had the aroma not so far outclassed the, the yeah. flavor aspects of the beer for me. Yeah. Because um, the first couple sips just kind of seemed like a letdown, um, even though it ended up kind of opening up a little bit um, mm-hmm. as we as I went through the glass. But, uh, yeah, o- overall, really nice beer. And if, if it's still on the shelf, um, folks should, should pick it up and try it out. Yeah. Would you... 
would you say it opened up because of war- during uh, well, it warmed up a little bit while sitting there? Uh, that could be part of it. It was out for a little bit before I uh, cracked it open. Um, I I didn't truly geek out and take my thermopen to it this time. Oh. Um, but uh, we'll have to get you an infrared thermometer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that could be part of it. I'm I'm only gonna do one more uh, today, and I'm gonna stick with the IPA. And I'm going to uh, round off the uh, the list of beers that we talked about in the last episode, which I've now had up through, I think, 32 or 33, mm. uh, because I got my hands on the Alchemist Heady Topper. Yes. Um, so my friends Pete and Amanda go back to Maine every year, and this year they took a trip uh, to Vermont to get the Heady Topper, and they brought some back to Seattle. So I got to have it yesterday. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's a really good IPA. I mean, mm-hmm. I, if you're only going to do one beer, you, you got to do it well and they do. Uh, <clears throat> so, I, I mean, the, the depth of the, of the flavors, I mean, it's a really nice balance. Um, you know, there's some citrus, there's a little bit of pine. I mean, it's, it's kind of a all across the board without being overly muddled, mm-hmm. I would say, um, I did find it interesting that on the the sixteen ounce can, mm-hmm. the very top, it, big bold letters around the, the rim. It says uh, "Drink from the can." Yeah, um, like three times, uh, and I disobeyed that. I poured in a glass. Um, all, all of it. You poured the whole thing in a glass. You didn't even try to drink a little bit out so of the can. I, I, I first I poured out. Uh, couple ounces into the glass so i could smell it and everything because I, I can't smell it if it's in the you know while i'm drinking and stuff yeah it's in the can. not hardcore and slicing uh, your off. yeah <laughs> I, apparently I just need to rip the whole top off and you know cut myself up real nice but um you know I, I tried it out i took a sip i it was just as good if not better in the glass so i poured it out um it is an unfiltered uh beer so I'm wondering if that's their way of protecting against people pouring out of the can and dumping all that sediment in there because you can't tell, <laughs> you know, if it's coming. Um, but, but, but you the know, beer was but, but wait really a cloudy and everything else too. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It was just fine pouring into the glass and don't be afraid to do it. If you, if you get it, uh, it, it was really good. The aroma is great. I, I, not, I'm not sure why they would say that to be honest. So, it, my experience was perfectly fine uh, pouring into a glass. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I've i heard about Hetty Topper that, that, that the brewery, they want – I mean, they say the best way of drinking it is out of the can. And I, I'm also kind of iffy on that. And like you said, maybe you're, maybe they don't want you to pour that, that uh, stuff from the bottom into the glass and then have the whole beer kind of taste, you know, funky. But – as you're drinking from the can and you're setting it up and down, back and forth, that's going to get mixed into, you know, into the beer, and you're going to end up if you if you go ahead and swig the last little bit of that beer, you're going to get a mouthful of gunk. So that seems kind of odd too that they would risk having uh, their patrons, you know, sw- you know, get a bad experience by getting a mouthful of smudge. Yeah, and you know, if I had more cans, I would definitely test it out and you know see if I can kind of isolate what's in the bottom just to see what it is, mm-hmm. or even pour out quite a bit and then cut the can open. Yeah, um, like yeah. in the middle. 
yeah just <laughs> for a visual um but uh i don't live there and i don't have the funds to do that kind of thing from here <laughs> so uh for now it's mystery but i really enjoyed my time with the beer and you know if you're lucky enough to get your hands on it don't pass up the opportunity so okay well you, you know wes is going back to pennsylvania he, it's <laughs> not that long of a drive up to vermont you should be able to get some right no, we've mapped it out. It's about uh, six, seven hours. That's that's nothing. That's easy. I, I have friends a- that have done it. We're <laughs> talking about the trip up, uh, hitting there. Uh, there's a bunch of others uh, all up in that area and up in Maine. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do a trip and then uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I John and I are talking that uh, maybe the both of uh, he and I will join you at your wedding. Maybe I'll take. Uh- I heard that. <laughs> I, I told him. If uh, if Kristen isn't able to make it, you can be his plus one. Okay, all right, that's that's a deal. Uh, I'd love to go. Be, beware, though. I will will warn you. All the beer will be homebrew, that's unless I, you bring it your own. I I love homebrew. I love homebrew, but it gives me a chance to drink some of that stuff that I can't get over here. Especially the one you mentioned earlier that I I can't even remember well, the name. So the wedding is also in Nashville. Yeah. So. Oh, it's in Tennessee. <laughs> but I am driving from Philly to down oh wait a minute why, so why is your wedding in tennessee uh my fiance is from nashville ah okay well you know what i would love to go to nashville too um that'd be cool too so yeah i'm i'm still in so uh all right just uh keep just keep, letting you know so you right. can make an informed decision okay. yeah, as much as he's trying to dissuade you you're, <laughs> you're still in okay all right no problem no problem all right john well hey uh so overall the it was the the alchemist heady topper is not all hype it's actually a very very good ipa or do you think it's you had a, a higher expectation than what you actually received uh no i'd say it, it was pretty on par um i i try not to get too much into the beer hype but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I don't think it was overblown at least okay it's a very good yeah so all right, no problem. Excellent. All right, well, you know, I also uh, have a couple noteworthy beers, and uh, we already talked about the Stone uh, 19th anniversary that, that John had. I had the same beer, and we, we talked about that one. But again, I'm on my Belgian Trappist Brewery, uh, I guess, uh, mission to go and try as many of these Trappist beers as I can that I can get in the States. So I'm back to my uh, Roche. Uh, Trappist Rochefort uh, Ales, and I did the 8 and the 10 this last uh, time, which the 8 is a Belgian strong dark ale, and the 10 is a Belgian quad, uh, which, you know, we've, you know, I I didn't realize Belgian actually, you know, Belgian breweries actually had a a quad. I thought that was kind of a, you know, just like, I don't know. I, I was surprised that they listed it as a quad. And I don't know if the actual brewery did or not, or if it's just, uh, uh, websites that the just way, the way on tap does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think someone just maybe called it that. But uh, both those beers are really good. Uh, I really enjoyed both. And again, well, one thing I've noticed about Trappist beers or L's are that man, they are so like I I, I want to list them as a as dainty. You know, they're not. They're very. Uh, I don't know. They're very sophisticated and very light, and 
and they, they, they really do a great job at getting the flavors uh, with, a, with a, a kind of a delicate touch to it. And I really can appreciate a brewery that can brew these beers that are just kind of delicate uh, and have great flavors that come out as you drink. And, and I don't know. I just – I'm really enjoying it. Both those beers, fantastic. I think I gave them both at least a four. And I think when I gave one, uh, a 4.5. So, again, those are high ratings. Uh, both are fantastic. I'll tell you what, I love this brewery for their Belgian uh, Trappist beers. I think they do a fantastic job. So, hey, go out there and try those if you want to get into the, the Belgian stuff. I recommend trying those. I also did do one that's uh, out of Eugene, the Hop Valley, that John and I have both been talking about over the last few shows. They released a beer called the Double D Blonde. And who doesn't like a double D, right? Come on, that's a great, nice. yeah, great name. <laughs> um, man, a fantastic, uh, very refreshing, crisp blonde ale. Uh, it uh, had flavor, and it just tasted very refreshing and and crisp. You know, it's like it's a great summertime ale. It just made you feel, um, I don't know, it made you feel good, cool. It cooled me down as I was drinking it during a hot. 90-some degree weather we had here. Uh, I recommend everyone try that. If you can get Hop Valley in your area, it's out of Eugene. I don't know if they distribute much out of uh, the, the Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and, and maybe Northern California area. But, hey, if you can find them, uh, give them a shot. I think you'll enjoy it. And, so is that, a, is that a standard blonde, or is it, it, is, is it an imperial? It's, oh, it's an imperial, yeah. Thank you. You're right. It's an imperial uh, blonde ale. Yeah, it's an imperial. That's why they call I didn't it double. I was just guessing. Yeah, I was guessing off the double D. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. It's uh, I, I should have mentioned that that it's actually a, a double uh, or an imperial um, golden ale, and it's it just uh, it's just really smooth, really good, uh, great flavors, and refreshing. So, uh, so yeah, thanks cool. for I, for bringing. Yeah, it I don't up. I don't think I've seen that one uh, here yet. Um, so I'll grab it if I do. Yeah, look for it, and uh, maybe I'll grab another can for you to. to bring up to you if you can't find it because uh, you're, you're gonna have a full carload when you come up i hope so i hope so all right that's that, the only way he's allowed in yeah i gotta <laughs> I, I gotta bring my uh it's like you know when you your, a lot of times yeah yeah i gotta bring uh, my donations to the to the uh, beer club <laughs> now uh going to more local stuff and i'm surprised that john didn't mention any you know fremont beers on his segment i'm sure he had a couple that he didn't say, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do be the Homer. And uh, for all of my, my Idaho Boise listeners, uh, go right now out to pay it, go to the brewery on tap. They have the blood orange outlaw IPA. The outlaw IPA is a fantastic IPA in itself. Uh, add a little blood orange to it. And it's fantastic. I love blood orange with my pails and my IPAs. A lot of times the IPAs, uh, you know, you don't get the blood orange, you know, can kind of make it a little bit too, uh, uh, you know, have a little bit of a sharpness to the finish. This one was perfect. Uh, it was highlighting the IPA with just a subtle amount of that blood orange in the finish. That was just enough to make it uh, very enjoyable. Not too much blood orange, not too much citrus, just fan- just a really good IPA that has a slight orange, blood orange flavor in the end. Uh, a great beer. I want to get a crowler of that for you, John, and bring up so we can share it uh, when I come if it's available. But I, don't, I think it's going to be—it's not going to last long because everyone loves that beer. So if I don't bring yeah. it, don't kick me out. 
Yeah, I like the outlaw that that you brought uh, last time you you came out here. Um, and yeah, I know you're a sucker for blood orange. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I, I'm interested because it's uh, more subtle, which is more how I like uh, more the the blood orange type stuff. So yeah, yeah. It, that might be more up my alley than than some of these others that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's great, and uh, I, I'd love to share it with you. I was hope. I wish you were sitting uh, with me when I had it on Saturday. It would have been. Another one of those times when I wish that we didn't live so far away. You can just come and visit, and we can do, uh, you know, do the brewery thing and, and get some of these these local beers that just won't ever make it outside of the Boise area because there's some really good ones. Which which brings me to the next, the last one I'm going to talk about. Another local Boise brewery, which John you did visit. Uh, we you know we yes. we had some hit or misses with this brewery. Uh, when we did drink it, but uh, and, and that's the same way I feel. They they always try to do something different, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, this one I'm going to talk about right now, it worked, and uh, I know a lot of people would stick their nose up to it, saying, "What are you crazy?" But uh, Woodland Empire Alecraft, right here in the Boise area, they produced an IPA called Just the Tips, and they it's an IP it's an it's an IPA with spruce tips. Uh, in it, so it's a woody IPA. I guess we'd call that a woody. <laughs> yeah, there's a, you know what? There's a lot of innuendos that we could be talking about here. Just the tips, yeah. uh, woody. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, but hey, the 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 beer was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, I the spruce was again like the blood orange I had in the Payette beer. It was just a little bit there in the finish that gave you that little extra kick. At the end, uh, very enjoyable. So, uh, th- those are my noteworthy beers. Uh, I, I had Excellent. some, yeah, I had some yeah, good ones. I, I think. Yeah, spruce looks interesting. Doing one at some point because I, I do have a blue spruce in my front yard. Uh, every year when I see the new growth, I'm like I should clip some of that and stick it in my kettle. You should. So, so maybe yeah. I'll, I'll have to get on that. All right, and, and I look forward to trying that one too. All right, now it's time to get into the Brew Buzz segment, and this is this part of the show where we go ahead and usually bring in some kind of educational content or uh, or such. But this week, we're going to do our Community Spotlight with Wes, and the Community Spotlight is just a way that we can highlight some of our listeners, our community uh, support that, that gives us all the support that we need to, to put on a show every two weeks. And uh, it just it's nice to learn about how our community is enjoying craft beer, how they got started in craft beer, learn about their craft beer journey so that we can share it with everyone else. And maybe uh, they can enlighten some of our listeners on some things that they, they might enjoy too. So we're going to go ahead and interview Wes a little bit more this time going more into his beer history. So let's get started with talking about your drinking experience, Wes when did you first start drinking? And this could be drinking hard alcohol or beer. And at what point did you jump from whatever you started drinking into craft beer? Because I know you didn't just start into craft beer right away. Well, I, uh, I'm an older sister who uh, commuted to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I happened to start rather young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> young, young younger than legally. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, but it was always just like um, Natty Light or mm-hmm. Miller, uh, you know the the usual college products. Yeah. Um, 
but when I turned 21, my my brother-in-law uh, took me to a uh, a restaurant in our hometown. Uh, Winking Lizard is a mm-hmm. Cleveland uh, wing chain, okay. and uh, but they're they're pretty well known for having a very diverse uh, bottle and tap selection. And uh, you walk in and you ask for the beer menu, and it's this trifold. Uh, menu that you just have to spend hours waiting through trying to figure out what you want to drink. Um, and of course it's, it's my 21st birthday. So my brother-in-law and I are going through and it's like, all right, let's find the highest alcohol mm-hmm. beer that we can. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're going to start with. And, uh, it happened to be Chimay blue. Oh, nice. Um, and so I started my craft beer journey with, uh, with some nice Belgian and uh it also coincided there doing a a beer tour uh and so if you had five of the beers on the list you got a glass uh so we had i can't tell you what the other ones were (laughs) (laughs) there was an interesting drive home that night too (laughs) we uh we had uh five five good um belgian trap sales that night and uh, that's that's where things started, and that's you've you guys talked a couple weeks ago about how I got John into the Belgian Belgian world, um, and so that's really where it started. And then it it continued with John regularly poking and prodding me about trying all these delicious beers that he's been having, mm-hmm. and uh, I originally originally did not enjoy IPAs. Okay, uh, I did not like the bitter finish, and was more of a porter stout guy and uh i still maintain that those are my preferreds but Mm -hmm. i I do enjoy a nice well-balanced ipa okay oh good so uh, it sounds like your first craft beer experience was a positive experience with the i mean you went right into the belgian beers and and the trappist beers at that Uh, is that is that safe to say that that your first uh, that that night that 21st birthday was overall a positive experience in the craft beer world Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't puke from that the next morning. Excellent. That's that's but, quality that's beer. <laughs> <laughs> it All was right. it was the let me restart re- that. It was midnight after it was midnight uh of my birthday. Okay. Um, so we we got the heavy oh. drinking that following evening. Okay. So. Okay, good. I I can see that works. Okay, so um what would so now you you experienced craft beer, you liked it. What became your go-to craft beer? Like when you would go and and want to drink something that you know was craft, what was always so the thing you pull off? I have a prepared list. Oh, okay. Currently, uh, when I'm back in Philly, um, uh, Pennsylvania beer laws are are kind of dumb, and if you you either have to buy by the individual bottle or you have to buy by the case. Um, so. I, uh, Wait a minute! You say a case? You mean like twenty four? Yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or or if it's a bomber, it's it's twelve. Oh my goodness! When you go to buy a case, you really have to commit, mm-hmm. uh, and so and you don't really want to make a mistake about buying a case of Red Stripe. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that takes you like th- a solid three months to get through a whole internship. <laughs> some might say. <laughs> wow. Uh, but lately, uh, when I've been back in Philly. It's a lot of uh, some trogues, perpetual, mm-hmm. or uh, which is 
probably one of my favorite go-tos, and then a lot of Victory Headwaters. Oh, pale. okay. I haven't so had I haven't had the Headwater. Oh, uh, it. I think it's a nice, solid pale. Okay. Uh, and it's very, very drinkable. Yeah, it's when you you get in from cutting the lawn, and that's uh, that's a good beer to to chill and relax with. Okay. Uh, I drink it when I go racing a lot, actually. A- after after the racing. <laughs> okay. Oh, that. So, oh, so now you just brought up something else that we could have asked you in, in the pre uh, warm up questions, but uh, but we're not into that. We'll go into <laughs> we'll go into the 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 more beer related stuff here. And uh, so, do you have any good beer drinking stories? You know, whether it's back in college or during the internship with John, I'd love to hear some good stories about you and John. Uh, you know, getting ripped and doing some crazy stuff. You have any good beer stories? Oh, you've met John, and uh, based on that, you probably can guess that we're not exactly the wild type. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. John's pretty wild. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, he's uh, he's trying to to feel me out right now because I've. Uh, Give him a little bit of a glare. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I, I figured, you know what, Wes, if you weren't sitting right next to John, I would be hearing all kinds of stories. But probably, but you know so what, you have to have me on in a couple months. Okay, okay, so we'll have you back, or I'm invited back. Yeah, or or I can just uh, call you myself, get a story, and we'll just put it on the show without John knowing. So uh, I'll start he, typing. <laughs> okay, good. All right, I I don't yeah. want to get John in trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble with John. So we'll we'll skip that one for now. We'll move into the next set of questions. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can get into a little more specifics. Uh, you don't don't have to uh, you know get too deep. Um, but uh, what what would you recommend to people as a gateway beer? Something to get them started in, mm. in craft. I don't know. Being a stout guy. Porter Stout guy, and I just blinked. Uh, so the, <laughs> you got uh, I, I. So growing up in Ohio, um, some of the Great Lakes, um, like the Elliott Ness, it, I think is a good one. Is a good starter beer. Um, that was one I went to a lot in college. Uh, I wasn't prepared for a question for this for this question. <laughs> uh, this, this tasting is gonna go really well. <laughs> Well, that's all right. I mean, you got the the Elliott Ness, which uh, yeah, folks from the Midwest will know. Um, Can you I, get Great Lakes out here? Uh, no, no, we don't get uh, that out uh, here. Um, and but the, yeah, that's it's a pretty well known uh, from the Midwest there. So. And then Great Lakes Christmas Sale as well is a, is a good solid one. Yeah, that one you have to time rate if you're going to get into craft. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So so you've mentioned uh, Stout and Porter guys. Are, are you willing to commit to which one is actually your favorite beer yes. style? Oh, uh, hand, er, favorite beer style or favorite beer style? Style. Uh, uh, Pilsner? I would go. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I will never turn down a coffee porter or a coffee sap. Oh, okay. Oh, so mixing up in a little more. Okay. Yeah. That now that's yeah that is interesting because in my opinion. Uh, adding coffee to a stout or porter can be very tricky to get the bitterness uh, just right. So it doesn't. Oh, it, I know. agree with you. Yeah, um, it, it is a tricky gambit, mm-hmm. but uh, I think there are several times where it's been done right, and it's starting to become more prevalent. Okay. Uh, 
as John motions I'm to I'm pointing at my his, uh, kegerator. Kegerator. <laughs> Yeah, there's a really good one over there. It's tasty. Yeah, John's. <laughs> you'll have to make sure he saved some for you. He took his vanilla stout and added coffee to it. And yes. It, it turned out really well. Ah, uh, I'm yeah. proud of him. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to get him to save me a, you know, put a, at least a couple in a bottle for me before he drinks it all. Yeah, I, just, I don't think that's possible. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get glare until recently when he he uh, uh, moved some to a smaller keg uh, to save some. I kept getting glare every time I'd go and have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a precious commodity right now. So, um, all right. So so we got your favorite. Yeah, you know, a nice coffee porter stout. Uh, how about your least favorite? What would you just instantly turn down? Sour. Really? Sour beers. Oh yeah. my gosh! I don't. Like, I'm not a. I'm not a pucker my mouth kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you <laughs> tried? John is laughing. Have you tried very many though, or have you only just uh, had a couple I and just didn't tried, like it? Um, I try to branch out and, and try things. It's if somebody is get something and will pour me off a, a taster of it. I'll, I'll sample. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to go out and commit to a full bottle or a bomber, uh, okay. a case of them, a case. <laughs> so, but unfortunately my, the, the brewer I mentioned earlier, uh, tired hands, a lot of the, their stuff is, um, they do a lot of saisons. Oh um, yeah. And some of them are good. Some of them I can handle. Some are just, too much for me okay how, how about styles like uh the berliner weiss do you enjoy that that's or? what i was gonna ask yeah yeah um yeah because I, I feel it's a little lighter mm-hmm. okay did you happen so we just seen to village club yeah nice yeah. berliner weiss is up a little bit from there yeah I, yeah i'm w- always willing to try something i'll say that Okay, when when you were, I mean, I missed you when you came through Boise because I was traveling at that time. I, I wasn't even in in the state. Um, oh, that, that oh. you stopped at Timber. I know right? where this is going. Did you? <laughs> I did, did. Yes. Did you have the cucumber After, crush? <laughs> oh, I did, and I thought it was great. Okay, good. Okay, uh, I did enjoy that one. Okay. Excellent. After all the raving that occurred, um, I had to stop at Ten Barrel. Yes. Were you disappointed? No. It, I was actually, I, I will admit, I was quite surprised. I did not think that there was that large of a city in Idaho. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a few. Well, uh, Boise is the biggest, so. Uh, but it's it's because of all the beer. Everyone comes here for the beer, so that's that's that, why. That's a perfectly acceptable reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you keep mentioning uh, Tired Hands. Would you would you say that's your favorite brewery then? Uh, favorite local in Philly, yeah. So outside of Philly, what would you say for people to that would be your your favorite? Um, you, I I really wish they distributed more, but I'm I'm always a big Trogues fan. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys can't get it out here, and it's it's kind of sad. I need to uh, send you guys some care package. <laughs> yep, yep. We will not be um, upset about that. Well, yeah, and then you get uh, like Great Great Divide. Uh, I like a lot of. Okay. They're uh, a lot of their Yeti series, mm-hmm. so which makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, those are good. Those are good. Uh, and some some stuff from Avery, <laughs> and it just snowballs from there uh, to uh, Firestone right. Walker Stone. Well, do you do you want a list of every brewery to read off? Is there a brewery you don't like? Like, is there one brewery that you just you see it and you say, "Nope, I'm never going to have a beer from them because they don't make good beer." Besides uh, 
Einheiser production <laughs> cores and stuff. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that really. I've had some not great experiences with some that I think I should enjoy, mm-hmm. but um, I'm always willing to, to try new things. Okay. It's, it's hard to do everything poorly. Yeah. <laughs> True. All right, so uh, how about your favorite beer? Okay, all right. This is what I thought you were asking earlier. <laughs> um, my, without beyond a doubt, my my favorite beer is uh, from Goose Island, the Bourbon County Coffee. Mm. It is I I didn't wasn't able to get it any last year, but the last couple years previous to that, it's just been absolutely phenomenal. And compared to with their normal Bourbon County of that year. I think it, uh, the coffee just does a great job of, of mellowing out the bourbon. Hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's just so drink, so drinkable, so tasty. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. He was, uh, when, when we had the, the list of, uh, coffee beers and oh. we eventually got <laughs> to the Goose Island. You were, you're going down the list and I'm like, I know exactly what my favorite one is. <laughs> and and I, I was getting super disappointed that it wasn't on the list. Yeah. Until it's, <laughs> The last yeah. one that, that we mentioned, um, yeah, he told me as he was listening to it, he was yelling at it at, at his uh, player. So uh, <laughs> that's what I do a lot of times when I'm listening to you guys. Though. No problem. Yeah, we we bring out the best in people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now we're going to get into some more random aque- uh, questions, and this is a pretty generic one. Have you attended any beer festivals? And if you have, which one would you say is your favorite one to attend? Um, so John and I have been going to the national homebrew conference for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been, that's been a good time. We've enjoyed it. Uh, we, w- I have gone to a couple Washington area brewers festivals. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I also attended, uh, last year, Sierra Nevada beer camp. Oh, uh, nice. That was that was a good time. Um, a lot of people, but that was still a good time. Got to have some, a lot of good stuff that you don't necessarily get on the East coast. Mm-hmm. Um, the winter beer fest we went to in December, uh, was that another Washington area brew mm-hmm. fest, winter's fest, winter fest. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, of recent times, that was probably one of my favorites. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of porters. Okay. Yeah. So, it's a lot of really, really big porters. Yes. <laughs> oh, we were, we were doing, we were feeling pretty good after that one. Yeah. That I think the lowest beer we had there clocked in at like seven and a half. So, yeah, that one we had everybody feeling good really fast. Um. So, uh, all right. So festivals bring a ton of breweries together. So when you we go visit single breweries, uh, where have you visited, and uh, what which one stood out most to you? I've been to a lot of local uh, Philly ones, Victory, uh, well, Tired Hands, uh, Yards, um, Dogfish Head down in uh, Rehoboth in Delaware. John has dragged me to several out here. Um, <clears throat> he really had to twist my arm to get me to uh, go visit some breweries with him out here, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. and really, I, really hard sell. <laughs> I live across the street from uh, Airways their bistro mm. uh, so i i've we've had a lot of airways this year so which is in no way a complaint yeah um uh, i wish there was so many more out here i wish i would have been able to get to stone 
their main facility in Escondido it is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I loved being there in that experience. And I don't know if anything, so that's really what I, everything gets compared to. Okay. Um, with probably Trogues being the runner up, uh, they have a beautiful facility in Hershey, uh, right across from Hershey park. Uh, so you can go and drop the kids off at Hershey park and then, uh, go over to Trogues and, and hang out. And they have, if it's nice weather, they have a, not as beautiful of a patio and beer garden, but they have a giant patio. Uh, I would compare it similar to, uh, not bells. What's the other, what was the other one? Founders. Founders. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Oh, excellent. All right. Um, but yeah, so there we go. I don't know what the question was. <laughs> no, you, you answered it. Which, yeah, which one stood out? And and Stone, hey, Stone. is the one that stood out at the top. I'm pretty folks. sure anybody who has the Stone, they're going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. No. yeah. All right. So. Here, food. Oh. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here here's one that I like to ask, and this is if you were able to name a beer or a brewery, what would you call it? I currently own the domain rights to draftsmanbrewing.com. <laughs> okay. D R A F T S M A N. Um so I started brewing a couple years ago with uh, a good buddy of mine in Philly, uh, Mike, who is a uh, graphic designer, uh an architect major. So we uh, we tried to blend uh, design and engineering a little bit into our uh, our brewery name. Okay. All right. Well, so there you go. I guess it, you already had it all planned out and it's already oh, done. Yeah, that was an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we had our episode recently where we feedback from the community asking of it, you rate your beers. Do you do it by style? <laughs> you you really wanted to ask this question. <laughs> you do it by your overall. I was going to bring this up earlier when I felt Denny was not holding true to what he uh, claims to rate his beers by. Ooh, oh, things just got interesting. Okay, on, <laughs> I I am like you, John, and I rate to how I enjoy the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Denny, you remember with your quads. Uh, that you gave them four to four, four and a half stars. Mm -hmm. And I question, have you had enough quads to really be that familiar with the style? Uh, Well, because we kind of, uh, I mean, (laughs) you're right. Quads. I've probably had 10 quads over the last, you know, 15 years. All right, that's more than I would have guessed, but yeah, no, I've (laughs) had, (laughs) I've had a lot of quads that, you know, uh, I mean, the the shoots does uh, their stoic, which is fantastic, and not the stoic. Uh, so there's a couple there. I've had uh, several from other breweries that will do a, a quad, and and you know Stone has even done a quad. Uh, there's been a bunch. I've probably had at least ten. And overall, I uh, I wouldn't say that quad is one of my favorite Belgian styles, uh, unless it ages and and smooths out a little bit. But I, so when I, I probably rated those beers probably low, you know, threes, three and a halfs. And when I rate these at four, four and a half, that's because of the, the amount of, I mean, these are, that, that quad that I mentioned was 11 point something percent beer. And you could not tell that that was 11% beer. So if they can make it, and it was so, again, I mentioned being delicate and dainty. This delicate, dainty beer was 11%. And it was like it. I sucked that thing down pretty fast uh, and didn't even know it. And that's to me is a fantastic 
beer uh, in, in that style. So those are probably the highest quads that I've probably rated is the ones I just uh, just had a couple weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, I've, I, you're right. Quad is a style that doesn't you know doesn't yeah, have it's a not lot. The commonality of it. Yeah. So, but uh, but you're but you're right. Um, I would still rate. I mean, by the style uh, of the quad, they're high. Is are they my favorite beers? No, I probably wouldn't rate them as high as you know, uh, as far as overall beers, um, because there's so many other beers I do enjoy, you know, more. But as far as a quad, yeah, I give it a, a four, four and a half, and, and that's because they were fantastic beers for the for the style and and the the flavors, the dark fruit flavors, and just the just the fact that they could hide all that alcohol content and not even be able to tell. It's not boozy at all, and 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 was very tasty. So yeah, yeah. But but all right, I, I retract my accusation. No problem, no problem. <laughs> I I over the last few weeks, I've really been thinking about what all of our listeners had commented on, and John, and now you, Wes, and I can see the benefit of doing it that way too, um, because now you know when you see a beer if it's in a four range, you're going to know it's something you really enjoy. Uh, but I just, and heck, John only has a three, you know, he, he goes from three to, to five. He only has three rating stars. Anything below a three is something he didn't really like. So it seems like, you know, he has a 30% chance, you know, his, his, his gradient from uh, liking or disliking is very small. So it's maybe harder for him to know, if that beer was absolutely great or just, you know, so-so because he has so many of their threes. I don't know. I think it's kind of a bell curve for him. Is with, it? With the, the medium at about 375. 375? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I enjoy the fact that they went to a quarter uh, point scale. Uh, I don't uh, – I, uh, I agree with you. The quarter, the quarter is too much. I like the half. Because yeah. I don't – I mean, how do I rate it at 3.75 or four and a quarter? Where does that quarter come from? It seems like it's just you know too much. But what I will mention this, though. Uh, I was listening – I do listen to a couple uh, craft beer podcasts. Uh, one of them is The Four Brewers. And they just, uh, in a recent episode, were talking about how one of the, uh, one of the hosts ra- uses untapped as a good – measuring stick for ratings compared to like uh, the other big websites like rate beer and uh, beer advocate. And what he does is he takes whatever the star number and he multiplies it by 20. And then he gets a rating that's similar to what you'd get off of those other rating sites. And he said untapped ratings actually match up pretty well with what you'd get on the, Mm. on the other one. So uh, maybe that's why, they went ahead with a quarter because maybe a lot of people were doing that. And now you add that extra quarter, you can now get that rating, you know, a little bit uh, a finer rating scale when you when you multiply it by 20. So maybe that's why they did it. So, all right, one last question, and we'll let you off the hook, Wes. Do you have a favorite food-beer combination? What food do you absolutely love having a beer with that just like it's like you have to have a, a good beer? I like a nice, um, and I, I didn't do it tonight, but a nice, um, nice IPA with uh, with some Thai. Oh, really? Easy to go with it. Yeah. Wow! You know what? I've never had an IPA 
with Thai food because whenever I go out, to, I don't cook Thai food myself. So uh, I go out and they never have IPAs. They usually have this Sing is, Tao. This is the and, advantage to living in Philly. Um, a lot of places are BYOB. Oh, really? Uh, so you can bring anything you want to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're able to do pairings like that. Yeah, you don't have to deal with the uh, the, the Sing Tao and uh, yeah. the other... That's that's not it, a Thai beer. Yeah. But, uh, Jenny, there there is this thing called takeout that you oh, can yes. also try. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, no, because I don't want it to get cold. <laughs> I like to eat it when it's warm, right in there, you know. So yeah, you're right. I could take it out and I could try it, but all right, Christmas present for Denny is an insulated cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I can use my brew hug. I can just wrap my Thai food in it and keep it all nice and warm and safe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thank you, Wes, for being a good sport and answering all of our you know, crazy questions. And now all of our listeners know a little bit more about your beer journey and, and, uh, and how you, you, know, how you, how you uh, enjoy your beers. All right, now it's time where we like to get the listener involved in the show, and we're going to do a listener participation tasting notes segment where John and I and Wes on this episode are going to taste a beer along with you. So as we taste and give our uh, aromas and our uh, finish and our body and everything descriptions, you can drink along with us and kind of get an idea for yourself what you're tasting and smelling in the beer. So this week, we are doing our tasting with the Full Sail Brewing Session Premium Lager. It's the Red Label Lager. This beer is from Full Sail Brewing out of Hood River, Oregon. And it's uh, the style, I think it's like an American Pale, although Full Sail calls it like an import style. I don't know if that's really a style. What do you think, John? No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it import. Probably. Okay, okay. Um, but just uh, for those listening... Uh, we, it, it comes in these 11 ounce, uh, stubby bottles, mm-hmm. which we've discussed before that we, I felt a little gypped with the cream ale when I first noticed that, um, <laughs> but they have rock, paper, scissors. Oh yeah. Caps. Yep. And, uh, I just beat West cause paper covers rock. So. Wow. Uh, so what do you win? One, nothing. Uh, <laughs> Pride. Oh, just pride? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I think the way you're supposed to play is that whoever loses buys the next round. So, Wes, you're you're on the – you need to buy – Does it count that I brought uh, the airways this evening? No, that already happened in the past. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me take the growl back. I'll bring it again tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, this is – they call this a session lager. The session's more of a marketing thing. And I think they're they're basing it off of the how easy it is to drink. Uh, it's a beer that you could you could drink pretty easily uh, a lot of them, uh, and I think that's why they're calling it the session because it's a five point one percent alcohol by volume. So it's a little bit, of, in my opinion, above what would be considered a session. And I still say anything below four point five in my books is is session, but yeah, it's still close enough. And this, they actually list the IBUs. Not, not many sites list the IBUs. It's 18 IBUs, very low on the bittering scale, the bittering units. Uh, and like John said, it's 11 ounce. You do you do lose one ounce of beer to get that nice little uh, like pre-prohibition stubby bottle look. But hey, it's a great bottle, and eh, it's worth it. I think. 
All right, John, are you ready to start this tasting? Absolutely. We're we're both poured in. We're ready to go. Okay. So since you poured your beer, what, uh, Wes? I'm gonna put you on the spot. What does your beer look like? What? How would it's, you describe it's the super color? Super clear. Super clear. Uh, yeah. I I'm in a tulip. Whoa! Wow, fancy. <laughs> Not as fancy as John and his uh, professional glass warrior over here, though. <laughs> his really Becker. Oh, really Becker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he's got a better head than I do. Okay. Uh, but I still got three. It looks like we both have some bubbles coming up though. So, but it's, yeah. I don't know. Okay. You have yeah, any- I'd say pale straw. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Wes is a little thrown out. His glass is thicker. So his looks darker than mine. Okay. Um, but uh, I did just learn that my tulip glass can safely hold 11 ounces. I think that's why Barely. he doesn't have much of a head because he was very carefully trying to make sure that he didn't spill it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, pale straw, the the head is uh, very white, uh, very fine bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, I poured about a finger's worth with uh, the head and it's slowly dissipating um, but still clinging to the glass quite a bit. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well... Uh, I agree with you guys. It's a it's a pale straw, very light straw color, very clear. Like Wes said, this beer is uh, is is filtered very well. And yeah, right. There's a good amount of bubbles. I mean, not like flowing like a, like like a bubbling fish tank or anything, but there's still quite a few bubbles coming up. And I don't have a laser etched glass just today, so it's not because of the glassware. It's literally just got a little you know, extra carbonation in there showing those bubbles coming up. My head was also white, very fine bubbles with a few mixed uh, big bubbles in there. And uh, I've, I've, I mentioned earlier, I've drank a few of these beers uh, over the length of the day. Uh, my head was anywhere from a half a finger to a full finger, but this one was like, uh, it was like a two finger head. Uh, it was crazy. And I wonder if it's because you know, maybe uh, I've had a few beers in this, and it just decided you know to foam up uh, a lot more. But it uh, the, on all my beers today that I've had of this of this beer, the, the head goes down very fast. And again, maybe my glassware is not the cleanest, but uh, uh, head dissipates very fast. And uh, I pretty much have no lacing at all. I, none of the beers I've had have had any lacing. And this beer, the same thing. The, the head goes down. Uh, nothing sticking to the side. Yeah, mine is just a thin film of bubbles now, but I do have lacing. I'm pointing it to West so mm-hmm. he can vouch. Okay. okay, just it is true. Okay, and all right. Your your head's sticking around a little longer than I would have expected, given how little head I have. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, John, I need more head. Yeah, yeah. West yeah. doesn't get enough head. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> share the love. Um, yeah. So, Denny, how about your aroma? Um, okay. Put you put the uh, two newbies on the spot first before. All right. I'll just take my answers. I, I'm not going to take your answers. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I'm taking a big whiff right now, and um, I get a light bready uh, maltiness to it. It's it's very pleasant, uh, not overly heavy, but it's got the, you know it's, you can tell there's malt, malt in there, and I'm getting a little. Uh, I'm going to say grassy. Maybe a little grassy aroma on the uh, on there too. Maybe you know what a little lemon lemon zest or lemon uh, lemon I get, grass. I get a little bit. 
Oh, go ahead, Wes. Me like, I'm cra- like I'm a crazy person. No, go, go ahead, Wes. How, what do you get on there? I, I similar. I, I don't know about if I would go bread, um, but I, I get a little little lemon, a um, little malt. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so I'm not I'm not getting any of the citrus character you guys are. I'm. It's all malt for me. Uh, Brady cracker, but I and take it a s- step further and say I'm getting graham cracker. Oh, that's that's it right there. You're right, graham cracker. What do you think, yeah, Wes? Like it- I said, I didn't I didn't want you to take my answer. I need no. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure about graham cracker. I I I am getting. That's what I'm tasting. Oh, I just tasted. Sorry. Oh, okay. It tastes like graham cracker. <laughs> I just I just ruined everything. But you're right. I didn't realize it was graham cracker until I tasted a sip when you said that, and the, the graham cracker does come out in the uh, you know in, in the in the beginning uh, front portion of the of the beer tasting. So since we're into the beer tasting, what do you got? I already mentioned what I got in the front uh, because I stole it from John. Uh, I, I was getting, uh, but but I will say this one thing before I I let Wes continue on. Um, the carbonation comes through in that first taste. When you first taste, oh, for sure, that yeah. is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get you get a lot of, of the carbonation, and it's not it's not uh, it, it's not off putting. It's, it's refreshing. It's, it's refreshing. It makes it crisp. Like uh, it yes, really makes exactly, it crisp yeah. and, and refreshing. And I I kind of like that. So I wanted to, to throw that out there uh, before I forgot about that. Um, I think it, I think it dissipates pretty quickly. Really wanting you to take another sip. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I've already taken two when I wasn't supposed to take any because this beer is drinkable. I'll say that. So, Wes, what else do you get besides the carbonation uh, on that first sip? Um, I think I get some of the bread mm-hmm. um, in the sip. I, I don't really get much of it on the nose. I get some maltiness on the nose, but I think I get definitely get some bread uh, with tasting. I'm still not sure about graham cracker. I don't know. I guess I, I just had a lot of cinnamon and graham crackers growing up, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Enhanced graham crackers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of, uh, in terms of the graham cracker, it's kind of the, uh, part of that sweetness that you get. Yeah. And that, that's just kind of how it comes across, uh, to me. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm getting, uh, yeah, that like graham cracker, bready note, uh, really, um, you know, that light, light bitterness, um, that just kind of, supports you it's not really uh there just bounces it out from mm-hmm. being uh cloying or anything like that uh but yeah i mean it's just a really clean um pretty uh simple um i think coming across but uh yeah very pleasant okay so. yeah yeah you mentioned the, the sweetness in the malt uh, same thing i get that slight sweetness of the of the malt which comes across as 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 graham crackery or uh, you know a little bit bready uh, dough bready but uh, well although I wouldn't say dough bread was really sweet but I get there is a little bit of sweetness but it doesn't stick around it's not annoying at all it's it's very pleasant and I are you getting John do you taste any maybe it's coming through in the finish instead of the in the the beginning but do you get any kind of uh, floral uh, hop flavor out of there or any kind of a uh, of a grassy flavor. I was about to ask if if we from the standpoint of what what kind of hops were were added to it. Um, 
I'm not really uh, picking up a, much in, in the way of Hop character, um, but for me, um, a floral can tend to get hidden um, when I have a slightly sweet uh, malt profile. Okay, yeah. Um, it's kind of a hole in my palate that I'm aware of, so... Um, like when I'm judging with somebody and they say, oh, this comes across as floral and I'm not picking that up, I tend to trust their judgment because f- for me, um, I kind of have a hole there. Okay. Um, but, uh, I bet, um, but not to say that it's not there. Okay, no problem. No problem. So the body, uh, I've, ca- I've already kind of mentioned uh, yeah, the body uh, from the beginning – uh, you've got that uh, that crisp, refreshing mouth feel with the with the uh, the carbonation. The carbonation is nice, not overpowering. Uh, just a nice, refreshing carbonation, crisp, refreshingness. Uh, the sweetness, of course, right in the beginning, uh, and and a pleasant, you know, light. It's a light-bodied, uh, you know, beer, uh, lager. You know, it's it's a, it's a typical lager, uh, but kind of maybe on a lighter side of a lager. In my in my opinion, what about you, Wes? What do you get as far as the the body of this beer? Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I think it's pretty light bodied, as yeah, John shakes his head. I don't agree. I'm against both you on this. I think it's a little heavier for a lager. Um, I'd call this a medium light body. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah i I don't know. I, that's the way it, it comes across to me. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I guess my my benchmark for kind of a light body beer is something more like a a Bud Light, something that's very watery. Oh, you know, that's very, you know, light and thin to me. Um, but uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's not uh, not a heavy beer by any means. That's not what I'm trying to say. But yeah, um, I don't know that I would. I would go all the way to light on this beer. Okay, okay, yeah, no problem. I, I my my rating, I was like burp, is uh, is is light. But hey, your light yours would, is light medium. What would you do? You would you contain that is still within the style of lager? Yes, uh, I, I think. Um, or are you saying? I'm sorry. I just want to elaborate a little. Mm-hmm. Get you nope. to elaborate a little bit further. Um, it's it's medium bodied for a lager or medium bodied in general. Not medium body, medium light body. So <laughs> I um, I know it sounds like I'm splitting hairs here, but uh, like at least in terms of like the BJCP, which is what I'm certified on, um, it, it body kind of it's kind of turned into a five point spectrum. Uh, you know, light, uh, medium light, medium, medium heavy, and heavy. Mm-hmm. Or full, um, if you want to use that term for it. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of on a one to five, five being the heaviest. I'm sticking this at a two. Okay. If that's, All right. But uh, in terms of uh, your question of being in the style, uh, I think this beer um, actually was the um, top uh, commercial example for an American uh, standard lager. Okay. Uh, in terms of the uh, homebrew guidelines. Mm. Um, so I, I haven't checked. They they just updated them for 2015. I haven't uh, looked to see if that's changed, but I believe that used to be the case. Okay, okay. good to know. Yeah, that is good to know. So, hey, we're let's finish this beer off with the finish. And 
I think uh, overall, uh, it's a I mean well balanced beer. We I mentioned uh, sweetness in the beginning, but it doesn't stay around. The finish finishes off dry, remarkably dry for the amount of of sweetness that I I sensed in the beginning. It doesn't carry through the finish. It's really a, a dry finish, and you know I I. I get that little bit of lemon zest or lemon grass uh, finish in the, for the the hops, uh, and, and that might just be my palate. Maybe I just uh, more sensitive to that, but I get a little bit of a lemony uh, finish. Not not too much, just a little bit in that in that last of the finish. How about you, Wes? What do you what do you get in the finish of this beer? Uh, I, based on what you're saying, I, I don't think it's as dry. It, it, or I'm getting it as dry as what you are. Um, explaining, uh, I think it's still. I think it's got a sweet. Um, some of the, some of that sweetness still carries through to the finish, mm. um, and then it just kind of, like I said earlier, it, it dissipates and just wants. It's asking for you to take another sip. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Now, how about the expert, John? What what do you get in the finish? Uh, I'm going to to vote uh, down Danny here because okay. I I also think it's a bit sweet. Okay. Um, not 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 anywhere close to cloying, but it does have a bit of a sweetness, and it's kind of um, when I swallow here, it leaves me with that uh, graham cracker malt uh, kind of on my tongue, um, which mm-hmm. in its own right has a bit of sweetness. Um, so I, I wouldn't call it dry, but I wouldn't call it a really sweet finish either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's in between, probably closer to a dry, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's really pleasant. It just leaves a nice malt character that you want more of, you know, kind of to Wes's point of wanting to, to, to drink more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's why I have maybe two and a half ounces left in my glass right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I've got I've got one <laughs> sip left because this thing goes down so, so smooth. So with... I'm with in next rock, rock, paper, scissors battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that being said... Actually, what what was your cup? Can your cap? Your cup. What was your cap, Danny? Uh, mine was also paper. Damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so sorry, Wes. Yes, you're out. We're yeah, you, you lost for both of Danny us. Danny and I. Yeah, I thought the guest was supposed to win. Uh, yeah. No, that's well, not how things work. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, but uh, so with this being said, I think we're probably all going to be in agree uh, in agreement with. Our recommendation, if someone new to craft beer were to drink this beer, would we recommend them drink this beer? And I, I'm going to say yes, because uh, this, in my opinion, this beer is not extreme in any either way in the malt or the the hops, especially not the hops. It's not it's not overly bitter whatsoever. So I think someone would really be approachable to, to someone that doesn't want to have that bitter finish. Uh, it, it really has a good balance between the two without going to either extreme. Very drinkable. So, yeah, I, I would say give it to any newbie that wants to try craft beer. How about you, Wes? Would you uh, recommend this to someone that was just getting into craft beer? Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's a, um, I think it's an easy transition from uh, somebody that would be drinking something, your, your normal water lager. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and I, I'm actually using this beer as a way to hopefully push my brother further into craft. Um, so he he and I have a bet every year on the Reds and Indians season series. 
And uh, for the first time in a few years, I actually have to pay up the bet, which is a six pack. Ah. Um, and so I'm going to be getting him this beer. He he's starting to uh, kind of feel his way. Um, you know, he's a PBR guy. Oh, and um, he's a hipster. I, I've heard uh, no, no, you're not describing him that way at all. Uh, he's a cheap guy. Um, okay. So, uh, but anyway, he's uh, he's. I've heard rumor that he's starting to feel his way uh, with uh, some browns and and maybe even a, some Scottish ale. Oh, uh, nice! But I'm I'm gonna provide this one to him as um, you know something that you know, he could enjoy and, and is not overly expensive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were looking for this, uh, you know, now that we're at the end of the tasting, uh, a lot of times it's actually placed over with the bud. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you're not always going to find it with the craft and I, that might throw some people off, but, um, you know, and it's, it, it is a little more expensive, uh, than, than the bud, but it's definitely cheaper than your standard craft. So, um, yeah, definitely recommend for, for people new, new okay. beer. Yeah. Yeah, Crap it, beer. yeah, even I, beer actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beer as a whole. I think anyone that doesn't like beer, uh, I don't think they'd be turned off by this. It doesn't have any of the annoying flavors that Budweiser and you know has, uh, and it's, it, it does have more flavor than Coors Light. So you're gonna, you know, definitely get more flavor. But I, I think the Budweiser, it just that just turns me off because it's for one thing way too carbonated, and it just has some off-putting flavors in it that i just don't appreciate and this doesn't have any of that so yeah that's a good point i I think that there's a lot of um similarities to some some wines um that you could gather from from this one Mm -hmm. and so some wine drinkers may not uh, turn their nose yeah uh after tasting it yeah and uh, okay, so glassware. Um, we just mentioned uh, a couple glasses. You know, John, you're, you've got the the Willie Becker. Is the, only, the only way to drink this. Beer, yeah, I, I think the tulip uh, is 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 kind of uh, throwing Wes you, off. I, I'm drinking it out of a shaker pint. Um, nothing special. Yeah. I, I, I would say any glass. Yeah, really, it, fine. any glassware is good. If, if you're feeling fancy, go with the tulip. Okay. Um, I'm always feeling fancy. Yeah, I mean, Mr. <laughs> fancy Pants. All right, so I'm going to save my rating for last because I want to see how you guys rate. So, Wes, are you familiar with our rating scale? If not, look at John's computer real quick. And I'm not sure I am familiar with it. Okay, um, so pick pick one of the the four options. The top one being the, that 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 the you know a really the best rating, and the bottom being hey, this is like crap. Go drink a bud uh, type thing. So. Um, so this is my first time ever having it. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Was it a good experience then? Uh, yeah. Did, you- <laughs> we, we discussed, I, I usually am a darker type of guy. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. It was, it was tasty. Um, so I'd probably have to go with memorable. I, I would definitely pick up some and share with okay. friends and, and Pass it around. Okay. All right. That, I'll take that. That's a good good rating. There. How about you, John? Where do you rate rate this? I kind of I wish we had something between memorable and highly recommended right now. Because <laughs> um, I'm kind of I've I've been flipping back and forth between this as I've been thinking about it, um, knowing that we were going to do this tasting. Um, Memorended. 
Yeah. <laughs> Highly memorable, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something that I should always keep in my fridge because um, it's just something great to go to um, and don't feel like I'm slumming it when I just have, just want something, you know, that, that may be sitting around the fridge. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend it, but I, to, to like friends and stuff. But uh, is it one of my absolute favorite beers? I don't know if I'd go that far. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be you know, that. So, yeah. Well, but, you know, we kind of have the, the getting on the soapbox type mm-hmm. thing for the higher. I, I don't know if I'd go that far um, for this beer. So okay. I'd probably be closer to memorable than, than our highly recommended. Okay. I'll take that. And I am going to be the oddball out. I am stepping up on my soapbox because I do. In real life, I step on a soapbox for this beer. And this is the one of the beers that I go and tell anyone who is not, you know, not sure about beer in general or craft beer that they want to try something that is not going to make them gag. Uh, this is the beer that is going to get them into beer. So... This is a highly recommended beer for me. I've I've told uh, numerous people on Twitter that this is the one I recommend them try. Uh, Captain Mike uh, from Gamers in Beta. Uh, you know I haven't heard his review on it yet. I'm waiting to get some feedback on whether or not he is enjoying it as much as his PBR because he's a PBR drinker. So I'm hoping, and he's not a hipster. And I apologize. I was just joking about the hipster thing uh, because I know there's a lot of people that just like to buy. Uh, uh, inexpensive beer because they enjoy you know what they enjoy, but I do uh, go out and and tell people to try this beer. So because I do that, then that's why it's a highly recommended beer from me. So in your context of that, of getting on the soapbox for a gateway beer, mm-hmm. getting people in, I would absolutely agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But where this would maybe fall short is if I'm talking to somebody that's well established in craft. You know, this is a very memorable beer, a beer that you'll yeah. likely enjoy, but I'm not going to, you know, bend over backwards to try to get you to drink it. Um, and so I, I think it, in terms Which of... Which is probably why I haven't had it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forget it. You're, 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 you're past it. But uh, no. Um, yeah, I would agree with you in terms of uh, Gateway. I would definitely get on the soapbox for it. But I'd probably step down once you've... Or gotten into into craft beer already. Okay, um, I'll, I'll accept that, that too. That's kind of where I was struggling between the ratings. So, um, but yeah, I, I I can agree with you from that context. Okay, yep. I yeah. I this is something. This is a beer that uh, you know I, I've mentioned other session loggers because I always try to go with the new stuff because I've had I used to drink this a lot. And I stepped away from it until recently, and now I've gone back to, you know, I always tell tell you guys that I always keep a, a beer that I just want to pound a few of them and not worry about the alcohol level and everything. I just want to have something that's easy to drink that I can just have after work and not be, you know, overwhelmed with, a, you know, Russian Imperial Stout. I don't want to have a Russian Imperial Stout every night when I come home at 8 o'clock at night from work. I just don't feel like having that every night so I mean, that's, that's not a normal thing no no it's something that i mean i i love russian imperial stout my that would is probably my favorite style is russian imperial stout if i had to pick one style that was my all-time favorite that You're one is man, is it but um 
But because I like to have things that are drink, especially in summertime, I I go and I gravitate to things that are easy drinking. This is an easy drinker. I would take this out all summer long and drink it. I would recommend other people take it out all summer long. Go to the picnics. Go to the go to the the riverside, the lake. Uh, take this with you. You're you're gonna it's gonna go down smooth. It's gonna refresh you, and it's gonna be a good drinker. But you're right, John. If you're talking about people that are wanting to get something to the next level with uh, comp, you know more complex flavors from their lagers, you're right. This is not complex. This is just a, a nice, easy drinker. Um, so yeah, we I think we all agree that this is a beer that is worth drinking, and uh, go out and try it if you haven't already tried it with us. And uh, I I always try to figure out you know what malts and hops that they use. So. Uh, they were very generic. They say they use uh, two-row and wheat malt. They have a little bit of wheat malt in there, too. What do you think about that, John? Can you can you get maybe is, – is some of that graham cracker coming through with that wheat malt that uh, they're putting in there? Uh, it could be, but I would actually say that could attribute a little bit to the body. Um, okay. That, that I'm picking up. Um, and yeah, you have hops as American and European. That's about mm-hmm. as generic as you yeah. can get. Yeah, those are, I mean, uh, yeah, that's completely generic. But, uh, I, I don't think I'd describe the malt as completely generic. Um, in a brewer's context, two row would just be a generic uh, pale malt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a basic uh, base malt. Yeah. Um, with not, not a lot of extra kilning or anything done to it. Um, and then the wheat's pretty standard as well. Okay. So uh, yeah, very generic on the on the hops. That doesn't give us any information. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, I I would have liked. Hops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll just check a box. Yes, we have hops. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah. Um, but overall, very very enjoyable. And I will say, uh, before we move on to uh, declare our winners of our iTunes review contest. Uh, Wes and I are going to face off again in rock, paper, scissors here because we both emptied our glass. Okay. Live on air, we're going to declare another winner. Okay. I wasn't as good as last time. Mine didn't even pop up. (laughs) I failed in in terms of opening my bottle. All right. Your brand new opener failed you. It did. So this time I'm a rock. I'm a rock as well. Oh, we tied. Good thing we have two more beers in the fridge. All right. We can finish this off. All All right. right. On okay. to the, the contest that really matters. Yes, yes. The contest <laughs> that we've been carrying on for a few months now was our iTunes review contest where you had a chance to win a nice one of two nice little gift bags from the Schutz Brewery out of Bend, Oregon. And uh, we we went ahead and we had uh, – I was, I was aiming for 20 reviews, iTunes reviews. I was, I was aiming high. I always got to go for the, for the high – Marks, I, I didn't want to go low. Uh, when we, Can and I we, ask what, what was the cutoff again? It was today. Oh, okay. August, All right. So I just barely made it in. You made it. <laughs> Wes, you made it in. You were the last entry in by posting it yesterday. So you did good. I think it was this morning, actually. Was it this morning? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, well, you made it. That's all that matters. So, uh, so uh, first off, uh, I want to thank everyone that did review. We had 10 reviewers that uh, participated in the contest. Actually, uh, I think a couple of them uh, left before we had the contest. But, uh, you know, I just want to thank everyone who did leave a review. And the, the people who left reviews are, of course, our buddy SpongeBobbies, is also known as Chew Your Beer, and at TPS Sponge on Twitter. And uh, Tim Price, 
Uh, he he's at ten price seventy five. We had David Yojimbo two thousand. We had Victor Johnson at Vic Joe USMC eighty six, and we had Mark Connor, uh, M Connor at six six six, and Jason Lacey, uh, J W Lacey of the Flux Deposed podcast. He also uh, left us a review, and we had Nathan from the uh, That's Entertaining podcast. Uh, he can be found at Sith Nightmare on Twitter, and if you're a Xbox uh, and I think PS4 person, he's uh, his gamer tag is Spider Jedi. Kind of a cool, cool little uh, gamer tag there. Uh, we also had Alex from the Forty Cast, Ice Guy Kiddo, uh, leave a review. Josh Laney, my favorite farmer out of Washington, out of Central Washington, uh, X Eternal Soul X left us a review and. Coming up at the end is our buddy Wes, who is on the show tonight. Thank you, Wes, for leaving a review. We really appreciate it. So uh, we had 10 reviewers. So that means you have a one in five chance of winning a prize. And since we had uh, 10 people, I thought the easiest, instead of using one of those random generator websites, I don't trust computer code. I think that computers cheat. So to rule out the cheating factor... I decided, to, and I'm a geek, I'm a, I'm a geek at heart, I have a 20-sided die. Uh, and I, I said, hey, this is perfect. We have 10 people. I will give each person in the order that they left reviews, they will, that will be the, the 1 through 10, and then they'll have an additional number will be 11 through 20 of the same number. So if you were number 1, you also had number 11. If you were number 2, you had number 12. So I rolled the dice. Uh, I was going to take... The winners of three rolls. So you have to have you have to get one of those two numbers three times to win the prize. I want to give everyone a fair shake. I didn't want to leave it up to chance, which it is chance anyway. But you know what? I think it's better to you know, the more rolls I give, the more chance people have of winning. So here are the results. Coming in at number one was Victor Johnson, but. Since he already has his gift pack, because I gave it to him personally when I visited Ohio, when I went out there to see him a few years ago, I'm going to send him a separate prize. So guess what? Two more people have a chance to win. I mean, that's great. It took me 16 rolls before Vic Joe uh, came up a winner. (laughs) So uh, that uh, that was pretty exciting. 16 rolls, that means a lot of people had X's in their boxes before Vic... Joe uh, uh, came up first. So the next person with 19 rolls it took me, so I had three more rolls after that, was our buddy David, Yojimbo2000. You are lucky winner of the Shoots Brewery gift bag. So just send me a uh, direct message on Twitter with your address, and I'll send that out to you uh, right away. So make sure you do that. And the second winner, after 21 rolls, two more rolls after Yojimbo, we had our buddy Jason Lacey from the Flux to Pose podcast as our second winner of the Desuch Brewery gift bag. Great. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I just, uh, just want to thank everyone that participated. Uh, eventually, guess what? I, I love giving stuff away. I'm, uh, I'm trying to come up with maybe a way of getting some stickers or some coasters or something with our logo on it. And uh, once I get that done, I'm going to – invite everyone that's left a review i will mail them uh something special uh for their uh for their bar whether it's a coaster or two or some stickers or whatever so if you left a review you still have a 
a chance of getting something in the mail from me, and I will let you guys know on Twitter uh, when that happens. Are you sad, Wes? You didn't get the win. I'm all right. Okay. I, I was uh, I was keeping him uh, a little suspense. I wouldn't scroll down in the document. <laughs> I already won. Um, and then I was giving him a face right before the last announcement, like, oh, this is it. This is your moment. I was and trying then, to prepare. And then it didn't happen. My reaction. So, okay. yeah, he, had a, he had a speech. He pulled out a piece of paper, and now he, has, he crumpled it up and threw it across the room. Oh, so, man. Okay. He was about to thank a bunch of people, I think. So Okay. Well, maybe we can run through your thank yous uh, for the blooper section of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, like usual, we are running long. Uh, we just can't stop talking about beer. But before we end the show, we just want to give every you know give out some. Uh, we want to raise our glasses and give out some cheers to some folks. So you know what, Wes? Uh, I know you're not prepared for this, but is there anyone that you would like to raise a glass to tonight that might either hear the show or not hear the show? Doesn't matter. Just you know, raise your glass to someone. Uh, well, I got to start off by raising my glass to you guys for. Uh an awesome beer podcast and for allowing me to partake in uh, being a guest. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for, uh, for caving in to John's uh, twisting your arm to get you on the show. Uh, it was really, uh, I'm glad you decided to go ahead and do it. I know it's scary to get your voice on the air, but Hey, you did a great job. I just want to I thank will you. not be listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll see if yeah. John, if John can, uh, you know, can get an early copy of it and play it in your cube, uh, in a loudspeaker at work, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to pull some strings, but uh, we'll see what we can do. Okay. All right. Well, there, that's great. How John, Hey, do you have anyone you want to raise a glass to? Uh, well, thank you to everybody who sent a review and, uh, um, congrats to the winners and, and, uh, we'll see what we can do for, for folks, uh, otherwise, but, uh, I'm going to go a little weird direction. Uh, I got a text today from my mom, hmm. uh, asking what's the name of that podcast. You oh. do? <laughs> um, and I, I told her and, uh, she said, thank you. And I said, so who's asking? And I didn't get a response. So mom, Thanks for listening. If you're listening, otherwise, <laughs> thanks whoever my mom told. Um, cheers to you, and I hope you enjoy the show. So, uh, well, that that is awesome. I am. You know what? I raise my glass to John's mom too. That's fantastic. Please give us feedback. Um, you notice that uh, we're a pretty clean podcast. We don't say uh, anything that's too uh, dirty. We may uh, have innuendos about things that might be a little bit you know risque, but we don't really uh, mention it out out. You know. Obviously, uh, I will say, Danny, you'd be uncomfortable before my mom would be. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope she enjoys. Uh, I also want to raise my glass to our good buddy, Vic Joe USMC, Victor Johnson. We already mentioned he won something special that I have to, I have to figure out what I'm going to send him because I told him I'd send him something uh, if, he, if he won uh, for leaving a review because he already has the, the thing I gave that we're giving out. But uh, he is a grandpa. His son, his older son, uh, just gave birth to a baby boy. So uh, I raised my glass to Vic Joe and, and his family for a healthy baby boy that was just born. So Absolutely. Cheers, Vic. Congrats. Yeah, cheers. And also, uh, this week was a, a very busy week at work for me, but what made it enjoy somewhat enjoyable, I won't say it was completely enjoyable, but what made all the hard work 
a little bit more bearable is that I had three of my friends from Israel were here working alongside me. And we were able to go out a couple nights this week and enjoy some great craft beer, Idaho's own craft beer. Uh, and they really had a good time. We visited some breweries and we had a lot of good beer and, and some fun times. So I just want to raise my glass to my buddy Dan, Erez, and Olga for coming and, and having some beers with me and, and working uh, very hard this last week. And, uh, of course, like John said, all of the listeners that provided iTunes reviews, we really appreciate the support. And, of course, uh, all your, your interactions on Twitter and emails and everything. Thank you uh, for all those. And I can't forget our wonderful host, Open Forum Radio Network, for, for uh, supporting the show and providing the hosting space and you can find our show at openforumradio.com. So go there and see all the other great shows that we we offer to you. Most of them are revolving around gaming, but there's also some, you know, some movies and some other shows. So go check them out. And of course, I I don't hesitate to mention that uh, you know, I am a former serviceman. I served in the US Navy for over 8 years on submarines, and uh, I just want to raise my glass to all those submariners out there that uh, are, are, are doing the silent service. Uh, nobody knows they're out there uh, protecting our borders and keeping us safe. I just want to raise my glass to you and all the servicemen and women out there. I want you to return safely to your families uh, very soon, if possible. Uh, we just had a contest for iTunes review, but hey, if you, you, know, if you haven't left a review for the contest, don't worry. Uh, just if you like what you hear, we would really appreciate you just going and spending a couple seconds just to, to write a quick review so that we can get uh, you know more uh, attention on iTunes and get more listeners like you to, to pay attention. So just always want to support the, uh, the iTunes reviews if you want to do that. If you'd like to contact the show, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at tapthecraft or leave comments on the show posts on openforumradio.com or Google Plus. Just search for Tap the Craft. And uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw and on Google Plus at Denny Loose. And John, how can listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, Untapped. Prime WA and uh, write about beer and homebrewing at homebrewengineer.com. And the uh, the post I mentioned last time uh, about my uh, horrific IPA brew day is up. And if you can figure out uh, the reference for why I named the IPA what I did, uh, kudos. I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, Wes, I don't mean to put you on a spot. And if you don't want to release any information, don't worry about it. But do you have a Twitter or anything that uh, that that people could uh, look you up? Uh, I, I have Twitter. I don't actually use it. Uh, this tap tap the craft is, is borderline getting me back to Twitter. Okay, uh, but it hasn't quite uh, come through yet. Okay, no problem. No <laughs> uh, problem. I hear stories of some of the crazy Twitter discussions you guys you guys have, um, but it hasn't quite hasn't quite come through. Um, but I'm on Instagram at uh, RCR. WES, and then I also have my own blog, un- completely unrelated to beer, um, that uh, is about my my other hobby, my racing exploits, um, is uh, checkeredflag.com, uh, C-Z-E-C-H-W-E, 
No, that's not true. <laughs> C-Z-E-C-H-F-L-A-G. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully you can slow down your podcast player to do the spelling of that. Yes, but, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, thank you for sharing that with our listeners, and maybe you'll get some more people checking out your blog. It sounds great. I, I think I might need to check it out because I'm kind of curious about your racing exploits myself. So. Yeah, it gives a whole new meaning in the sausage raceway, doesn't it, Tanny? I know. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that was Wes's. Oh, uh... I haven't logged yet. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what? It's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. Uh, John and I, we want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We hope you were able to find some good information here and learn more about our buddy Wes. And if you would like to come on the show and talk about your beer journey, please let us know. Get in touch with us, and, and we'll set up a date so we can talk to you and uh, and have fun like we did with Wes. All it, right. It's a good time. Come Everybody come on. Yes, everyone do it. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this episode. Now, remember, friends don't let friends drink light yellow fizzy beer. Quality craft beer can be enjoyed by all. So spread the word and convert the beer ignorant. All right. You guys done moving around over there? I can hear yeah, some thumping. Uh, no, I, I don't sit still well, so this will be interesting. Okay, no finger tapping, no knee bumping. You got to try to try to keep it so that uh, uh, it's not too crazy uh, noise. But, yeah, it, it's okay. John makes noises all the yeah. time, so it's okay. Not that often. No, he's, he's a very good editor. He's so. Yeah, he, he's, he's not as bad as Matt. I don't know, if, John, if you've... Uh, I heard the ones where Matt's thumping his fingers next to his mic when he had his snowball, and that thing would would just sit there and you know thump 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 thump. I'm like, oh Matt, come on! <laughs> it sounds like you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what. <laughs> go to the la- go to to. Uh, I, I yeah, kind of messed things up, ahead. didn't I? Yeah, because I because I wanted to get the beer lit, beer cast in with the other podcast. Uh, what? Oh, so uh, you can go ahead and oh, oh, it doesn't make any sense for you to. Yeah, I can't really ask him how we met. Okay, so I'm just gonna go with how, how you met. How, how I met John. Yeah, hold on. Let me ask a uh, question. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, this is a, you're breaking the fourth wall here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I'm gonna edit this out. You'll never even know this existed. That's what's the power of of uh, the computer. I. You know that we I, I said will it. say I do enjoy the bloopers at the end of some of the episodes. <laughs> okay, good. There's, you might be able to say some more things about that later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, we don't have any listener questions, so we're going to move right into the brew buds. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already slurring. I haven't even got halfway through. All right. Welcome to the stuff you don't hear on the show <laughs> sometimes. All right. <laughs> hey, it's Shaver from Open Forum Radio here. I want to go ahead and take a second to say thank you for checking out this episode of Tap the Craft. And I would like to encourage each of you to check out some of the other shows that we have here on the Open Forum Radio Podcast Network. Uh, we'll start it off with the original Open Forum Radio, The 40 Cast, Prove Your Point, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, My Peanut Gallery, The Married Gamers, Some Other Castle, Gamer Husbands Radio, the OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, 
Just press start, platform junkies, and jobbers on the mic. Hey, be cool. Give a great review to all the shows you like on iTunes, Podbay, Stitcher, everywhere you can give reviews. Review every show five times, and you are officially a good listener. Also, go ahead and visit openforumradio.com, links to all the different shows. Uh, like the Open Forum Radio Facebook page, and uh, take a second, if you like playing games online and with people and are cool, to uh, go ahead and look at Zabari's Gamer Information Spreadsheet. Fully useful information that will do nothing but enhance your online gaming experience. All right, folks, take it easy. Have a good day.